Uh, can you share my screen as well, please? Uh, I need to be able to share the screen. Um, thank you for everyone for making it tonight. Um, Thursday evening here at Be Connected World, we have the incredible Catherine Minette from Minette Sales Academy here to educate us on the sales process that we all need. So I will hand over to you, Catherine. Thank you very much, Alison. And thank you everyone for coming along on a Thursday afternoon. I'm going to share my screen now. So, uh, can I just check you're all seeing the right screen? Just my face on it with my pointy finger. Yep, right screen. Excellent. Okay. So I don't know if all of you were here last week, so I'm sort of continuing on. But this week I am talking about the nine, hold on, hold on, the nine pre-sales call activities. Whoops. And let's start again. The nine pre-sales call activities. And if you don't do these things, these nine things, then you're leaving money on the table. So hopefully you'll be grabbing your pen and paper now and getting ready to write down what those nine things are. Thank you. Thank you, Alison. Excellent. So who am I? For those of you who have not met me before, and for some reason, like, there we go. I'm Catherine Minette, and I am the sales success specialist founder of Minette Sales Academy and the creator of the Sales Confidence Formula. Now, I did share with uh, everyone that was here last week about the Sales Confidence Formula, so I'm not going to go into detail again today. I was just setting the scene because I am basing the education sessions around it. So the Sales Confidence Formula is my unique program where I teach students about knowing the right things to think, the right things to do, and the right things to say. And the sweet spot is when you know these three things, uh, that's when your sales results can change overnight. And that's why we've got a nice little dollar sign in the middle there. So my goal for your sales training, as I mentioned last week, is to teach you the right things to think, the right things to do, and the right things to say. And last week, I gave you some lessons on the right things to think. So this week, we are doing the right things to do. So let's get to it. The nine pre-sales call activities. So why is sales planning important? Well, why is it important? Well, firstly, it's very important because if you want to have an effective conversation, you need to be able to communicate effectively. And in order to communicate effectively, you need to prepare what you're going to say. Sounds obvious, but how many people turn up to a sales conversation or sales meeting or sales presentation and they haven't prepared? The second thing is goal clarity. Goal clarity. That is all about what your objective is, because every meeting you have will have a different objective. And you need to be able to set the objective in the beginning of the conversation so that you both know what you're there for and what outcomes you're expecting. And when you do that, you come across as being professional. You know what you're doing. So people will respect you if you show them that professionalism. Another reason why it's important is for resource utilization. Now your resources could be different people in your company, or it could be materials or products, but making sure that you've got all the resources you need when you turn up to the meeting. There is nothing worse than turning up and realizing you forgot to bring the product with you, or you forgot to bring your technical person that's uh, supposed to be providing the technical support. Um, speaking from experience here in my days, I have learned from my mistakes. 
Uh, another important reason is problem solving. It's a lot easier to solve the problems that come up if you're prepared for your meeting. And when you're prepared, it means you can have a more time efficient meeting, which is good for both you, but also for your prospect. Remember, it's all about creating that professionalism. And of course, when you come prepared, like anything, if you're prepared, it actually boosts your confidence and your adaptability, which means you can be a lot more flexible if things do go wrong. So what are those nine key sales, pre-call sales activities? So number one, write this down. Number one, prepare your mind and body. So what do we mean by this? Well, when you prepare your mind for sales success, it's critical for achieving optimum performance. So think about it. When you've got your headspace right and you're not cluttered with negative thinking or thinking about the argument you might have had with your other half or your kids or whatever, your colleagues, and that's playing on in your mind, that can cause a lot of stress. And when you've got stress, your frontal lobe isn't thinking clearly, which means you're not going to be as clear thinking during the sales meeting. So being able to prepare your mind using breathing techniques, using meditation, maybe visualization, there's many techniques that you can use to clear your mind before a meeting so that you can be focused. Now, what about your body though? How do you prepare your body? Well, this is all about getting into stance, into state. And it might be that you stand in a power stance before you go in so that you're actually changing your physical energy in the body. And talking about changing physical energy in the body, if you've got any pent up negative energy in your body before the sales meeting, as I said before, you might have had an argument or maybe you were stuck in traffic and someone cut in front of you and you're still carrying that negative energy. All you have to do is shake it off. Just like, and I'm talking like shake it off, imagine just brushing away or cutting away the negative energy that you might be holding in your body. Because if you take that negative energy into the sales meeting, it will impact your performance. So number two, number two of the pre-sales call activities is do your customer analysis. So what do I mean by that? Well, you need to know who you're meeting with. Now that might sound pretty obvious, but at least know the name, their title, and maybe what their influence and what their role is in the decision-making process. And also, how can you find out a little bit more about your prospect so that you can ha actually have an engaging conversation? Now, in the old days, when we did a lot more face-to-face -face meetings where you could sit in their office and you could look around and you could see that they've, they've got a few rugby trophies there or uh, they're a tennis uh, racket hanging on the wall or you know, they're a favorite movie poster. Maybe they've got a Doctor Who uh, poster on the wall that I, I bet Stuart has, then you know these things are things that they're interested in. And then, of course, you can use that for the small talk of just building that rapport at the beginning of the conversation. But also you can use now we've got social media. So you've got LinkedIn. You can stalk them on LinkedIn. You can stalk them on Facebook. And, and also for, uh, for businesses, if you want to learn more about a business, then look up the company reports, Google the businesses to find out more. So the more information that you have and more in your arsenal before you walk into the sales meeting, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to have a productive conversation.
And also, they're going to respect the fact that you have done your research. Number three, product features and benefits. You need to know what your product features and benefits are. So just to clarify, a product feature is the attribute of the product. It's the thing that it does. The benefit is the advantage of having that feature. Now, a lot of people will go in and talk about features in their presentations, but they forget to talk about the benefits. And I can tell you now that your prospect is not really interested in the features of your product. I said this yesterday, they're not interested in, last week, a couple of weeks ago, they're not interested in your product, but what they are interested in what your pro is in what their, your product will do for them. So they're the benefits. So what you need to do is write out a list of what your features are, and then next to it, write out what the benefit is for each of those features. And the next one, know your product and your competitors. So obviously you need to know about your own product and most of you will know your product inside and out anyway. Mind you, when you're joining a new company as a salesperson, then you obviously need to spend time learning a company's product. Or if you're an affiliate and you're selling somebody else's product, you need to take time to learn the features, the benefits of that product. But it's also important to know your competitor's product. Because if you know what your competitor's product does or doesn't do, then you it may be an opportunity for you to position your product in a way that it stands out from the competitor. So it might be more attractive to your prospect. Now, my suggestion for doing this is to do what's called a SWOT analysis. And I'm sure that um, I'm sure you've had presentations before. I think um, there's been presentations before about doing SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So what you do is you basically get a piece of paper, draw a, a, a cross, so write a list of what your strengths are for your product, your weaknesses for your product, your opportunities for your product, and your threats to your product. And then do exactly the same for your competitor. By doing that and just going through that process can give you a lot of insightful information to arm you for when you're in a sales conversation. The next one is clear messaging. So you need to get clear on your message. Now doing the SWOT analysis will actually, can actually help you with this because then after you've done the SWOT analysis, you might find some key areas that you want to focus your conversation on based on the SWOT analysis. Another thing that you need to have, and I'm sure you've heard of this before, the USP, Unique Selling Proposition. This is the X factor. This is the secret source. This is the thing that makes your product or you, your service, stand out. It makes you special. So you need to be very clear at communicating what your USP is, because that will tell them why they should choose you over someone else. And other parts of the messaging, you might look at your core premise. What is the core premise? The thing that you truly believe in. The thing that it's a statement that says this is what you believe in. And if you can get them to believe your core premise, then it's a lot easier to be able to take them on the journey. So get clear with your messaging and how you want to communicate it, planning before the sales conversation. And the next one. The sales call objective. Now I touched on this at the beginning. The sales call objective. This is like your goal. It's like thinking about 
the end in mind. So it's a bit like that Steve Covey's book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about begin with the end in mind. So when you're entering a sales conversation, you always need to have a sales call objective because every conversation you have is going to be different. Sometimes your call objective might be to ask for the business and get the sale. But sometimes it might be the objective might be that you just want to book a time to be able to do a demonstration. Maybe you've got software, or you've got a product that you need to demonstrate in order to get them across the line on, onto a sale. So what is the call objective? Make sure you know what that is and importantly, share that with the prospect, either in the email before you have the meeting, because then they know what the meeting's about, but also reminding them right up front at the beginning of the sales conversation. It just sets the whole tone for the meeting. Okay, the sales conversation. So knowing what the sales process is, there is a whole step-by-step -step process that we have to go through during the sales conversation. Now, it may sound like it's very linear. Unfortunately, the sales conversation in reality is never linear. You're often looping back, back on yourself as well during the conversation. So it isn't just a straight line. But as long as you have prepared exactly what you're going to do, what you're going to say, the products and the materials that you're going to use, if you've planned everything out, it will make the sales conversation a lot more professional. You're more likely to get the outcome that you want. You'll be more, more in control, more confident. And so the things that you need to be thinking about are the objective we've talked about, the messaging we've talked about, but also think about the questions you're going to ask. And then what sort of things do you want to be listening for? And you might have worked out things you want to listen for based on the SWOT analysis that you've done. You also need to know how are you going to introduce your product or your service? How are you going to talk about it? How are you going to set it up so that it is handle, or solving the problem that they have? And then, of course, you need to be prepared for the, the inevitable sales objections. Now, sales objections, I say, are inevitable, and there's only a few common ones that are likely to come up. And even though uh, you may not know, I can guarantee that it's the same objections that will come up consistently. So look back at all the previous sales conversations you've had, make a list of all the objections, and make sure you've prepared exactly how you're going to answer that objection before you get into the meeting. It'll give you a lot of confidence. It means that you'll answer the objection a lot more fluidly, easily, more professionally, and uh, in a way that will easily be able to move the conversation forward. I mentioned before materials, make sure you've got the materials. And then finally, also making sure you know what your next step is. So the sales materials, yes, you might have pamphlets, brochures, you may have products that you want to demonstrate, you might have software, so you might need technology, you might need to make sure that you've got a, a data projector or a laptop or some equipment to be able to demonstrate your product or service. Uh, you might also want to bring your testimonials, uh, you might want to bring your pricing documents. Uh, certainly your spec sheets, if you've got any technical products, you want to have the specs available in case they ask you a specific question about it. And you may want to bring case studies with you. The more prepared, the more things that you bring and have in your bag of tricks, your toolbox, just ready at your fingertips. So if the need arises, you can very quickly bring it out. But also make sure that you've practiced. If you're doing demonstrations, make sure you've done a rehearsal of the product and you know how to use the product.
And the next one is post call analysis. This is the final. This is number nine of the pre-sales call activities. Post call analysis. So what's this all about? It's about reflecting and reviewing everything that went on during that sales conversation. So think about your questions. What questions did you ask? Did they work the way you wanted them to work? How did the prospect answer that question? Was it the right question? How could you improve on that question? So by preparing uh, the questions in advance, and then reviewing the questions at the end of the call, you can then tailor that for the next presentation so that you're consistently improving your sales performance. And also making sure that, you know, you take notes. You take notes during the meeting. It's fine to take notes. I always recommend that you just ask permission at the beginning to take notes. Would it be okay if I take notes? You know, I'm over 50. I can't remember everything. Just make, make it light and humorous. And it can just be simple as, is it okay if I take notes? Most people are going to say, yeah, no problem. Um, so take notes and make sure that you input those notes into a database, maybe a CRM database. Uh, hopefully you all have some method, whether it's a CRM or some sort of spreadsheet or something that you can collect the information from each of your sales conversations, because then you can review them and follow up for all the information that you've said. Yep, I'll follow up with that next week. You put it in the notes and you set a time to do the follow up. Again, that's going to be showing you that you're professional and that you're more likely to get the sale if you're consistently following up with your prospects. So enter in the data and then what happens at the beginning? So let's say we do the flip, we go to the next meeting with that, that prospect. We're doing a follow up meeting. First thing you do is you read your notes from the previous meeting because that will refresh yourself on what was discussed. So you're not going to look like an idiot asking the same questions again when they know they've already told you the answer. So again, it's all about being professional. So they're the nine post-call, uh, there are the nine pre-sales call activities. Finally, I've got a gift for you all today. So grab your phones, scan the QR code that's on the screen, and that's going to take you two minutes, salesacademy.com pre-sales call checklist. So pre-sales-call-checklist. This is my gift for you. It's worth $197. I've actually printed it out. It is not just a one-page checklist that I know a lot of people do. I do have uh, the one-pager in there that you can use, but this is a 18-page document which goes into detail everything that I have discussed today and more. So you can download this, save it to your files, and you can refer to it when you need to do your next sales conversation. So in there, we've got, I'm leaving this on the screen a little bit longer so I can get everyone can grab the details. It's a checklist to make sure you've completed everything before your sales call. It's also an 18 page of detailed information on everything that you need before you get in front of a prospect. So there you have it. That's it for today. The nine pre-sales call activities that if you don't do these nine things, then you are leaving money on the table. Any questions? And thank you for your attendance today. If anyone's got a question, just raise your virtual hand and we will go through all of them. No, none. There you go, made it nice and clear for everybody. Yeah.